It's good to be here this morning. How many is glad to be in God's house this morning? I'm glad to be saved, aren't you? I appreciate the, the worship we have here, the singing, the, the band. I appreciate Brother Cecil. Uh, I bragged on him last Sunday night, and uh, I'll brag on him again this morning. My father-in-law uh, was at my house last night watching the Tennessee game, of all things. We were watching that. How many of you watched the Tennessee game? Did anybody else have a heart attack besides my father-in-law? So uh, he, he did. He was sitting there in our, in our family room and started complaining that uh, his chest was hurting, he was tired and, and sweating, and his jaw was tight, so my wife immediately called 911 and uh, took an ambulance 30 minutes to get to my house, 11 minutes outside of town, so I don't know how that happened, but, uh, but he, they got there, and he was having a heart attack, had a 99% blockage, and uh, they're actually going to probably do some kind of heart surgery tomorrow, is that correct, Lacey, uh, to correct some other issues, so pray for him, his name is Dale Hall. But as soon as, as we found out he was having a heart attack, I called Cecil, and lo and behold, Cecil showed up at the emergency room for me. And I really appreciate that, uh, Cecil showing up for me and stayed there with us until everything was good. So appreciate Brother Cecil. Turn your Bibles this morning to the book of Malachi. Malachi chapter number 3. This is not the typical sermon most preachers would preach from Malachi chapter 3. Uh, because a lot of preachers preach on tithing from Malachi chapter 3. That's not what I'm going to be preaching on this morning, so you can breathe a sigh of relief if you need to. Malachi chapter 3, verse number 6, if you'll stand to honor the reading of God's Word, we'll get into the sermon. Malachi chapter number 3, verse number 6, that is right before the book of Matthew, the last book in the Old Testament. Malachi chapter number 3, verse number 6, says this, this is God speaking. He says, For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. Once again, here's the text. For I am the Lord, I change not. Let's pray. Father, we love you. God, we thank you for the many blessings you've given us today. God, we thank you for allowing us to be in your house this morning. God, I couldn't have even put my feet on the floor this morning. God, hadn't you given me the strength. God, I praise you for each one that's here. Lord, I just pray that, that you would bless them for their effort of being here. God, both the, the regular church folks and, Lord, any visitors, God, I just pray that you would bless them, especially for being here this morning. God, I just pray that you would touch the sermon this morning. God, help me. Lord, I'm absolutely unworthy to stand here, but, God, you've called me. And, Lord, I just pray that you would use this text, Lord, to speak to people. God, and, and somebody needs to hear this this morning. God, I just pray that you would touch my father-in-law this morning at the hospital. God, bless him. Lord, bless the continuance of this service. God, let everything be done to your glory. God, just give me clarity of mind and clarity of speech this morning. It's in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. I thought about uh, Cecil said that, that Brother Bernard is, is looking for his next assignment. Brother Bernard was the pastor of Smithville First Free Will. And Brother Bernard, he, he's right here, the guy that sung that great song. He's one of, a good friend of mine. And uh, his, uh, actually, he's not really looking for his next assignment. They're just waiting for a room in the nursing home to open up for him. So, uh, you know, I love you, right, brother? <laughs> brother Bernard, he, he said a lot worse to me, I promise. But <laughs> as, as we were sitting there last night watching the game, this scripture came to me when my father-in-law ha had that heart attack. And, and this, this message just kind of directly came from that. And the message is this, this morning, that God never changes. Now men, us in particular, humanity, we're in a constant state of change. 
Nothing stays the same very long in, in, in this world. As we were sitting there, we were minding our own business and, and just, you know, fellowshipping as a family and doing what we do, having a good time. And, and it seems that, that that's when things can change like that. Circumstances can change in this life so fast that, it, that it'll just make your head spin sometimes. And, and that made me think of, of how quick things can change, how somebody can be sitting there seemingly healthy and just the next minute they're having to ride out in an ambulance we change so much. As I, I, I like to look back at pictures from when I was young, and, and, and Brother Bernard, again, he, they didn't have cameras when he was young, so he can't do that. But, but I like to look back at pictures from, from when I was young, and, and as I've grown up and, and grown out and things like that, I see a lot of change in me. And surely as you look back at pictures of yourself and pictures of the past, you see so much change in your life not only changes of circumstances maybe you look back when you were younger at the house you used to live in and the cars you used to drive and and the things that maybe have gotten better for you maybe you, you live in a nice home now and got nice things and all that and things have gotten better but then I also look at the past and I think about the change of all the folks that have left us over the years and I like to reminisce and I like to look back and, and look at the pictures of my family and see my grandparents and, and my aunts and uncles, even, even my mother that passed away. And just how quickly life can change for us. Nothing stays the same for very long. Last week I talked about eternity and how just, just how temporal this life is. And that's not what I'm going to preach on this morning, but that, that temporary little life that we have just changes so rapidly. And in a world of great change and in the world where everything is just, just being different all the time, as Christians, I'm glad this morning that God has never changed. We have a cornerstone, we have a foundation that we can set everything that we have upon because if God ever changed, we couldn't have what we have. We could not be saved if God ever changed. We couldn't be a church this morning if God ever changed. Men may change, we may change daily, uh, monthly, weekly, yearly, whatever the situation may be. Things may be different for us, but God has never changed. He said, I am the Lord and I change not. Some people are resistant to that and some people don't like change. I like it, but God said that he's never changed. The first thing I'm going to talk about, I'll give you four things this morning, and, and I was at the hospital at midnight, so just forgive me, I'm a little bit tired this morning, not as full of energy as I would like to be, but I'll give you four things this morning, and, and there's no aspect of God has ever changed. I can't sit here or stand here this morning and begin to name or enumerate the different, the different aspects and the different uh, parts of God that have never changed, but first of all, I want to present to you this morning that God's power has never changed. God's power has not diminished one bit. See, sometimes if we're not careful as, as Christians when we read our Bible, we, we flip over and, and let's just say, for example, we take our Bible and we open it up to the book of Exodus. About Exodus chapter number 14, if you will. And there's a very familiar story about a man named Moses there and he's leading the children of Israel out of Egypt. And that's probably, if, if I had to say, that's probably one of the most obvious, obvious displays of God's power is when that Moses walked up to the Red Sea and the Red Sea was in front of him and Pharaoh's army was behind him. We see God's power manifested 
obviously in Exodus chapter 14, God just, just parted the Red Sea. Do you believe that this morning? Do you, do you believe that God did that? I believe that God did everything in the Bible. And, and we, you move on and we see in the Old Testament that, that God would allow prophets like Elijah to raise the dead and, and they could call fire down from heaven. And, and we see all this power that God put on display in the Old Testament. But then you go into the New Testament and, and God sends His Son in the, in the form of a human and His name was Jesus and we see the power that He had. How that He could raise the dead. How that He could make the lame walk and the blind see and the, and, and the mute talk and all these things that Jesus did and all this power that is displayed and, and written down in this Word so that we can read it. And we say, well, yeah, God, He had all that power and he, he could do all these things. But God's not changed. God's not changed. God still has that power today. I believe that, that if, if we would just get where we need to be, that, that God's power could be manifested. That God's power would show up. And, and that God would move in great and powerful ways. There are people that believe that, that when the apostles died that the power left and all that, and I would tend to disagree with them, that God still has the same power. No matter who is here on this earth, it doesn't matter if it's the apostle Paul or Peter or Moses or any of those guys, they were just humans, just like you and I. But the difference was they were hooked up with God and they would call on God and they had faith in God that His power would come down and, and do all these great and powerful and mighty things. God's power has not diminished one bit. Don't ever think that when you get the bad news that, that cancer's come or that, that you're having heart problems or whatever the situation may be, all these negative situations that arrive in life, don't ever think for a minute that God couldn't do for you just exactly what He did for the folks in the Bible, that God can do for you what, what He's done for others. I've heard so many stories throughout my life of people being miraculously healed from all these, these diseases and miraculously healed from, from cancer and, and all these heart problems. And it seems like that when it gets to us and when it comes to our living room and it affects us, we get amnesia and we forget about that. We forget that God still works, that God still has the power. God has never changed. Because God cannot change. It's not that, that, that He will not change, it's that He can't change. It's not in His nature. It's not what He can do. God cannot change, and that comforts me. I could stand here and say, well, well God hasn't changed, and well, that's okay. But knowing that God has never changed means that He's the same God that, that did those things. He's the same God that, that opened up the Red Sea. He's the same God that did that, and He's listening to me, and I can take my request to Him, and that same power can come down and manifest itself. Can you say amen? You're kind of quiet on me and I'm getting a little worried. You see where I'm going here, don't you? But not only has God's power never changed, but another aspect or an attribute of God that has never changed is His perspective has never changed. As we go through life and it seems that that when you're a child, the Apostle Paul says you speak as a child and you think as a child and and as you grow up and you get older, your perspective on things start to change. You see things differently. And as you get older, you look back over your life and, and things that happened to you when you were younger and things that, that are even going on right now, you'll look at them in 10 years and they'll look at you, they'll look totally different to you. 
I've, I've been through situations where I didn't understand what was going on. I've been in positions where that, that bad things were happening to me, or, or seemingly bad things, things that I didn't know why they were happening and doors were, were not opening and things that I just stood back and I thought, God, what are you doing in my life right now? I'm, I'm sure that I'm the, not the only person in this room this morning that's ever asked God, God, what are you doing in my life? Lord, I'm a little concerned right now. Things aren't going my way, and this is not what I had planned for me. God, what are you trying to do with me this right now? And then it seems that you, you move on, and time passes, and a few months or a few years down the road, you can look back, and you can say, well, now that all makes sense. It all came together. God orchestrated something, and He put it all together so that it all fit in there. See, that's God's perspective. God sees the beginning and the end. He can, look, he can go to the end, he can look back this way, or he can go to the beginning and look that way. He can know exactly what is going on in your life. God's perspective has never changed. In the book of Genesis, I'll give you an example of that. In the Bible, we find a man named Joseph. And Joseph, we used to sing about Joseph in his coat of many colors when I was in card class. And we, I grew up on that. But Joseph was a very righteous person. He was a good man, and his father loved him, and everything was going good for Joseph. In fact, I wouldn't mind maybe living the life of Joseph. He was his father's favorite son. I'll tell you this morning, I am my father's favorite son. You know why? Because I'm his only son. No? No joke there. <laughs> Y'all are tense this morning. But Joseph was living a good life, he was, he was doing good, and, but his brothers hated him. And so you know the story, you know what happened, how that Joseph was out in the field one day and his, his, went to his brothers and how that his brothers captured him and they threw him in a pit and they threw him in a hole and they eventually told their father that he was dead and they sold him into slavery. Now I don't know about you, but if my life was going good and I was my father's favorite son, if that happened to me, I might be just a little bit discouraged. I might get kind of down and out, and I may say, well, God, what are you doing here? I don't understand what you're trying to do in my life. I, I don't see where you're going. Well, he was sold into slavery, and a man named Potiphar bought him, and, and things started going better for him. And long story short, Joseph's life sort of looked like a roller coaster. He'd be going up one minute, and then as soon as quick as he went up, then something would happen, and he would go down way further than that, and he ended up in prison. And you know the story of Joseph that when he was sitting in prison, how the, the, the baker and the butler were there, and, and, and Joseph asked them, he said, if one of y'all gets out, tell Pharaoh I'm down here. Tell Pharaoh about me. Tell Pharaoh what's going on. And they forgot about Joseph. And if you were Joseph or in Joseph's situation, sometimes you may feel as though God is neglecting you. You may feel as though that God is not paying attention to you, that God doesn't see what is going on in your life, but I promise that God's got it under control, that God sees exactly what you are going through. Nothing has ever taken God by surprise. We, we get surprises in our life all the time. Things happen and, and things happen. We don't understand it. We don't see it coming and it just happens and we're taken back by it. But God has never said, well, I didn't see that coming. See, God has the eternal perspective, and that perspective has never changed. As we read the book of Genesis, we know that everything worked out for the best for Joseph. And then in Joseph's entire life, that God was standing over him, that God had his hand on him, and that he was actually blessing Joseph. 
But Joseph didn't see the whole story. I used to listen to Paul Harvey when I was a senior in high school, and he would say that's the rest of the story. And some of us are are having to sit here going through situations this morning that we don't understand, waiting for God to say, well, here's the rest of the story. I see what's going on in your life. My perspective has not changed. I, I sit high and I look down low and I see exactly what is going on in the life of every single person. God's perspective has never changed. His power, His perspective. But then let me add this, that God's provision has never changed. Not only did God see what was going on in Joseph's life, but God also provided for Joseph. That when Joseph was in a great time of need, that when he, was, when he was down in prison and things were going bad, that God provided a place for Joseph in the king's palace. That God put him high up in, in Pharaoh's house, made him second in command over the kingdom. God will still provide for you too. That has never changed either. But then lastly, and very quickly, I'll submit to you this morning that God's precepts have never changed. Everybody knows what a precept is. It's a rule or, or it's an idea that, that, that carries with it some weight. And God's precepts have not changed. It seems like that, that every time I, I, I turn the news on or whatever the situation is, that, that a law has changed. You know, recently in the state of Tennessee, they made it illegal to drive down the road holding your phone. And, and although it's inconvenient, I'm glad they did that, aren't you? I'm glad they took the there, there's been some people about to run me off the road I'm, you ever seen people driving down the road texting uh, don't that bug you it bugs me to death but that, that's, that's for free that's free this morning but it seems like that laws are always changing you, you can't do anything and, and you can't do anything like you used to do it and they'll say well the laws changed and we don't even know things are changing and things change so quickly that we don't even know what's, what's right and what's legal and all this anymore. It just seems like things are progressing and changing so quickly. But the wonderful thing about God is that when God said something, when God gave us a rule or when God gave us a promise or whatever that God gave us, when God said something, it is not subject to change. It, it is not like that God's going to wait 10 years and say, you know what, I've came up with a better idea. Here's what I'm going to have you to do now. Back to the book of Exodus, I think of the Ten Commandments. When, in Exodus chapter 20, when God gave Moses the Ten Commandments, God made ten statements and He wrote, him with his, wrote those statements on a tablet of stone with His finger and He gave them to Moses. And he said, here they are, here's the Ten Commandments. And did you know to this day, that was about 4,000 years ago, four or 5,000 years ago, depending on how you believe, but, but all that time has passed. You would, you would think after four or 5,000 years that something in those Ten Commandments, that maybe, maybe one of them would be amended, right? That God will say, well, you know what? The, the, I said back then that thou shalt not commit adultery, but uh, let's, let's look at that again. No, God has never said that. If it was wrong in Exodus chapter 20, if he's not changed. And what a wonderful idea that is. It's that God cannot change. You don't have to open your Bible and get up to date on things. You know, it's not like a newspaper where you have to get filled in. When God said it and when he writes it down, final answer, there it is. God's precepts have not changed one bit. If God said it, you can guarantee it will happen. 
God's promises have not changed this morning. God made some promises to you and I. Did you know that? Sometimes we get hung up on the, the negative or what we would call the negative stuff in the Bible, all the doom and gloom and all that, but, but there are some wonderful promises in the Bible. One promise is that, that God said that, that one of these days that this world's going to end, He's going to come back and get the church and we'll forever be with Him. John chapter 14 said that. That's still good today. That hasn't changed even though the world has changed and churches have changed, religious institutions seem to have changed. God is still going to send His Son Jesus to come get His church. That's not changed. God didn't get a thousand years down the road and say, well, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll look into that. It'll, we'll figure something out. God said it and it's going to happen. But God also made some promises about salvation. God said that, that one of these days that, that every man will face judgment. We talked about that last week. God promised that. It's going to happen. God said that if you just call upon His name, You'll be saved. Did you know that's a promise? That's a command, but it's a promise. God said, if you'll just call upon my name, sinner person, that you can be saved. And that's still not changed. I've heard many people argue that, well, God changed his mind when, when the law it went, went from law to grace. No, Jesus came and just fulfilled the law. It never changed. And Jesus still stands there with that very... Same promise this morning. And he says, just come unto me. Just come unto me. And he said, and I'll save you. That's comforting to know that that's not changed through the eons of time, through the thousands of years that we've seen in this life that God's never changed. He said, I am the Lord and I change not. I'm glad this morning that we have a cornerstone that is absolutely unmovable. That no matter what goes on in this world, that no matter how things progress or regress or whatever's going on, that it doesn't affect God one bit. That God doesn't just, just say, well, the world's doing this, I better get up to date. No, God said, I'll not change. Because when God put the Bible into effect, when God put His everything into effect, it was perfect to start with. That's why men change so much. Did you know that? People are constantly trying to improve. People are trying to get better. People are trying to do this and that. And that's simply because pretty much everything that we do has imperfections in it. That our laws, pretty good laws that Congress puts into effect, they have imperfections in them. And things have to be changed sometimes. But God said, I'll not change. God said, I change not. I'm comforted this morning that God has never changed. That even though situations change, circumstances change, even though we find out bad news and we lose people, and all this happens around us, God said, I'm still able to heal those people. God said that, that I see the beginning of your life from the end, and I know what's going to happen with you. God has never changed. Everybody stand this morning. Everybody bow your heads. Sister Connie, will you come to the piano, please, sister? I know this has been just a little bit different. Bow your head and close your eyes for just a moment, if you will. And uh, think about the situations going on in your life. See, the, the wonderful thing about God is, is that He's not just some 
some deity up in the sky that, that is looking to punish humanity as a whole, but that God deals with people on an individual basis. And that God looks at your life, looks at you as an individual and sees everything going on in your life. And I don't understand sometimes the things that happen to me. I don't understand why things have to happen to me. Sometimes negative things happen. When my mother passed away five years ago, just all of a sudden, I didn't know why God had to do that. God had a plan. God is looking on each and every one of you this morning. And he, He's telling you this morning that He's got it under control. That He knows what's going on. That, that God had a plan for you. I want you to think about this for just a moment. That God had your life planned from the time that you were conceived. That when you were in your mother's womb, God knew what He had go going for you. And that that's not changed. He's not diverted course. He's not turned off and went in another direction. God still has a plan for you in your life. And if you're lost this morning, I would ask you to, to come and get in tune with that plan. To come and get saved and ask God what His will is for your life. See, God made a, said something to us in the Bible. He said that He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And that's not changed either. If anybody's lost this morning, you can come to the altar. We can tell you about this unmovable God. We can tell you about His Son, Jesus, and all the power that they have, the, the power over heaven and earth, the power over humanity, the power over everything. And how that a God with that much power, the power that has not diminished, is concerned about you as an individual. He's concerned about the church and, and all that. But at invitation time, I like to break it down to an individual basis and say that God has never changed. Christian, the struggling God is still on your side. That's not changed. Even though things are different and, and things aren't going so well, God's still on your side. The lost person, God's promise has never changed. Just call upon His name and you shall be saved. Because there's a day coming when that offer will be off the table and life will be over and God's plan will come to fulfillment in its, in its whole. That hasn't changed. God, I love you. Lord, I thank you for all that you do. God, I thank you for the comforting words of Malachi. God, that you've not changed. Lord, I thank you for that. God, thank you for being unmovable. Lord, such turmoil, so many things going on. But God, you're right there with us. God, you're still able to do above and beyond what we can ask or think. God, I just pray that you would touch people this morning. God, touch Christians, and God, convict the lost. Lord, I just pray that this message, God, would, would touch somebody. Lord, one individual, whatever the situation may be in their life, God, I just pray that you would help them. God, bless this church. Lord, help us to reach out into a lost and dying world and be a light to the lost. God, bless the service today. 
Lord, all that's done, let it be to your glory. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen.